0: hey everyone before the episode starts i want to quickly shout out my aunt and her youtube channel defining deborah on youtube While well, she may not be exactly a podcast she does do vlogs about this thing we call life click on the link in my description box if you're interested in checking out her channel and without further ado let's get to the review Welcome back to another Western Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, the Western Wonder, and today I have a triple movie review. Reviewing three exploitation films of the 70s, Dolomite, Coffee, and The Mac. On this episode, I'm switching things up a bit by focusing on each of the film's plots rather than their synopsis, followed by my thoughts and ratings since most of the movies are straight to the point with their story compared to other movies I've reviewed thus far. If need be, go off and grab your snacks and enjoy the episode. WARNING. AHEAD. Let's start off with the first movie, Dolomite. Now, there recently was a biopic about the lead star, comedian of the film, and this movie definitely plays a big part in the biopic in the title itself, Dolomite Is My Name from Netflix, starring Eddie Murphy in the role of Dolomite. Let's take a look at the real Dolomite's crew. The movie was directed by Durville Martin, who also stars in the movie, and the script was written by Jerry Jones. No relation to the guy who owns the Cowboys brand. Out of the three movies being reviewed, Dolomite has the honor of being the lowest-budgeted film, only costing $100,000 and filmed in under three weeks. With a release in the spring of 1975, the film made over $12 million at the box office, meaning that it also has the honor of being the highest-grossing film out of all three movies being reviewed today. As for the critical reviews... It'll probably reflect my own final thoughts of the film in a moment. Now let's just get to the quick plot of the story. The movie revolves around Dolomite, played by comedian Rudy Ray Moore. He's a pimp who owns a nightclub called The True Experience. Dolomite was up by an arch rival, Willie Green, played by Dervil Martin, and is serving 20 years in prison. A friend of Dolomite, Queen Bee, played by Lady Reed, bails him out in hopes of finally exposing Willie Green and his cronies' antics while dealing with pestering cops and other shady cats on the block. But there's no challenge Dolomite and his lethal hookers can't fail. Now on to my thoughts about the film. Dolomite is one of those movies that are so bad that it's good. The performances are very entertaining to watch. Rudy Ray Moore is a riotous Dolomite who plays him up to be the baddest cat with a cool personality that you could ever see. When it comes to the acting side, it may be lacking a bit, but regardless, it's still funny. The story is pretty much straight to the point it repeats itself at times with Dolomite's Cod. He kills people, gets the hookers, and does his intricate rhyming. Way down in the jungle deep, the lion stepped on the signified monkey's feet. The monkey said, mother you see? standing on my goddamn feet. <laughs> the monkey lived in the jungle in an old oak tree. Bulls <laughs> in the line every day in the week. <laughs> every day before the sun go down, that line will kick his ass <laughs> through the jungle top. <laughs> but the monkey got wise and started using his wit. Start saying I'm gonna put a stop to this old dick. <laughs> The camera work may not be all that desirable, and the film does have visible moonlight shots and continuity errors. Some of the sounds heard after people are killed on screen can get silly, for example. <laughs> Okay, that last part is a bit exaggerated, but but still. Well, plus one of my favorite bits was Dolomite intimidating this one goon. All right, hold it, move, girl, come here, come here, girls. I've been wanting to see me a punky dance, mother- dance, dance, my uh, uh, dance, dance. Uh, dance. Girl, this mother just got rhythm. Rhythm, <laughs> uh, rhythm. No, no. Now, if you're wondering if Dolomite gets that bad old Willie Green. Well, you can find out for yourself, the movie is available on Tubi at a limited time for free. There are ads though, my rating for the movie, good for the culture and labs, pretty horrific for camera shots and continuity. This is a Western Reviews transition. The next movie being covered is Coffee, the movie is directed and written by Jack Hill. Alright Mr. Hill, fancy double billing that you got there. While Coffee doesn't have the honor of having the highest growth in title, that obviously goes to Dolomite like I mentioned earlier, it does have the honor of having the biggest budget for a movie out of the three being reviewed today. Its budget clocks in at $500,000. Released in the spring of 1973, the film made $2 million at the box office, while other sources say it made $4 million, so as to be determined on whether the financial facts are true or not. The movie received mixed reviews at the time of its release. Most critics praised the performance as though one critic called Lee Pam Greer's performance wouldn't, and other said that she read her lines stiffly. But then again, critics will be critics. However, popular director and producer Quentin Tarantino liked the movie and usually has it in his top 20 films of all time list. In fact, he liked it so much that Pam Grier got a role in one of his movies, Jackie Brown. On top of that, the movie has some prolific moments inside of it. A powerful black female lead that isn't struggling, but rather striving successfully in the film, plus an anti-drug message that was pretty much avoided in other areas of media at the time. All that aside, let's look at the plot real quick, followed by my thoughts and reading. Coffee, played by Pam Greer, may work as a professional nurse, but she's also hunting for blood. Not just any kind of blood, but the blood of drug dealers who pushed her little sister into an ongoing drug addiction. With her looks, smart, and charming persona, and bonus secret weapon, her shotgun, Coffee, disguising herself, heads out to rid the city of these dastardly buffoons. Now for my thoughts for the movie. The movie is pretty low-key, but the storyline shows the best of Coffee's character. Playing the hardworking, tough woman, Pam Greer carries the movie as much as he could, and you could feel the energy and seriousness of her performance. The supporting cast of shady mobsters, drug lords, and anyone coming from Coffee's way is interesting too, even if their acting may look bona fide compared to Greer's. The action scenes were average, but the camera work has more to work with since the budget was bigger than something like, say, Dolomite. Oh no, the movie's good. It has a message there for you to decipher, and like Dolomite's, it's straight to the point with the story. You don't have to think too hard about this one. Coffee baby, you gotta understand, I I thought you (laughs) were (laughs) dead. This is yet another Western Reviews transition. My final movie review for today is The Mac. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry Mr. Western Wonder, but you cannot use that song. The movie was directed by Michael Campus and written by Robert J. Poole, with some script help from the two leads of the film. Released in the spring of 1973, the movie managed to make $3 million at the box office. And what's interesting is that the movie only played in 20 movie theaters across the U.S. due to the belief that it would make more in black communities. The movie was received not so nice reviews at the time of its release, but once again critics are going to be critics. Without further ado, let's quickly take a look at the plot. Goldie, played by Max Julian, is back on the streets after serving five years in prison. He immediately adopts this image, the Mac, a smooth talking pimp. However, some hoodlums and goons are after him due to the pimp notoriety, so he has to use his backhand abilities to knock him out of the ring. So for my thoughts about the film. Just like coffee, the messages of the film stem from the racial struggles going on at the time as Goldie tries to thrive and survive while his brother leads the pack of pro-black rights protests with the Black Panthers. The performances in this movie are very strong and giving its more subtle and dramatic approach compared to the other two films I think the performances excel there. Julian is suave as can be playing the year Goldie, going through the motions on how he can make his town safer and being confident in what he desires. The supporting performances range from mellow to menacing. Richard Pryor has a supporting role in here, and despite the behind the scenes story, I think he shows his best dramatic and emotional side here as Goldie's sidekick of sorts. Mother, fuck! Be a punk, Goldie! we gonna get the motherfuckers. Be a punk! I'm gonna get him, Goldie! Goldie, we gonna get him, cause they pulled down on this man, they didn't use him. The racist cops play the role with vigor, and the brother plays his part and other characters you must check out have their moments. The movie has been sampled in many ways through hip hop records back in the 90s so it's definitely has some sort of impact. At the end of the day folks, these movies show true black excellence with stellar performances, stories, and messages everyone can find out for themselves. The quality may not be good with films in this black rotation category but at the end of the day most of the people that worked on them had fun. And I hope you people out there check out these movies and have fun with them, because I think they are worth the watch. Next week, there will not be a new review coming, but I do have a skit coming soon in the coming week, so stay tuned for that. I'm The Western Winder, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I recommend you check out other podcast episodes that I have out there, including movie reviews for Silver Streak and Ruthless People. They're good reviews, I would say so myself, I reviewed them. (laughs) If you like the show, please share, subscribe, and follow. You can find the Western Reviews podcast on the following platforms in alphabetical order. Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, which is my main source for syndicating the show, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, and others. Follow the link in my description to get to these platforms. Without further ado, I'm the Worst Wonder, and I'm heading out once again. Adios.